Welcome to this week's Renaissance Man. And the theme is if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. Featuring Gary V. Let's go. Jalen Rose and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast proudly presented by the New York Post a show where we cover trends in fashion entertainment current events and everything in between check me out I write a column each Thursday New York Post also podcast Apple Spotify leave a comment five star rating let me know Who you want to see on the show? I got some surprise guests coming up. We're going to make sure that we're giving you the knowledge that you'll get from nowhere else. The theme of this week's episode is if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. The one thing about being a professional athlete, you look back at your career and you realize because you are really good at a sport, or an entertainer, that's the piece of your life that everyone judges you, values you, and or gets to know what they think makes you tick. One of the things I was always passionate about is the student part of being an athlete. So of course you're gonna talk about the Fab Five, the black shoes, the black socks, the ball heads, the long shorts, C-Webb, Jawan, Ray and Jimmy, Steve Fisher, playing in championship games, making a mark on the sport like no other. But they weren't talking about what I was doing in school. So imagine being that guy that goes on to play 13 years in the NBA that now decides three years after retirement that he wants to open a school in the neighborhood that he grew up in. So you would think starting a school in my hometown, especially one that used to have 2 million citizens that now has 600,000, that used to be the Motor City, I was motivated. I'm going to start a school in my hometown. I started doing everything that it took, putting together a team. Because you know what you're going to do? If you're going to start a school, you got to raise money. But you know what I learned when we start fundraising? Many people give back for prestige. It's a lot more prestigious to write a check to Harvard or Stanford than it is to JRLA. What are the differences, you ask? JRLA can't say your name on Saturdays at a football game. We don't have a football team. The announcers... When the basketball team is playing, can't talk about it because we don't have a gym. We play all of our games on the road. So I'm trying to raise funds, going to company after company after company after company. If they've heard the word Detroit, if they've seen Michigan on a map, trust me, I reached out to them to fundraise. The people that I was raising the money for looked like me. When I look at the donor board, however, the majority of the people who have supported my efforts don't look like me. I didn't take no for an answer. And though I was denied an opportunity, I knew 
I needed to build a door. My next guest has been building doors his entire career in business and as an entrepreneur. Please welcome Gary V. I am honored to be joined by one of the best marketing geniuses in entertainment. Also, an amazing motivational speaker. Gary V, my guy, welcome to the program. I'm humbled, Jalen. It's great to see you. I love seeing you shine. I'm busy these days, so I'm not saying yes to much, but I saw this come across. I didn't even finish reading the email. I just replied, yes, I'm happy to be here. Thrilled to see my man Corey on the ones and twos behind the scenes, and I'm ready to go. That's love. That's love. But for those that don't know, you first got famous for once being known as the wine guy. Red is my favorite, by the way. And it's chronicled that you got started working in your father's wine and alcohol business. So as a father now, how do you prepare your children to go into the workforce? You know, it's funny. I have an 11-year-old daughter who's the reverse of me. I was a terrible student. She's going to go down in history. She, like, she's getting 105s and 104s. And it's crazy for me, Jalen, because I'm Ds and Fs by sixth grade, which is what she's in now. And I just smile. And then I've, I have an eight-year-old guy, Xander, and he, he might be a little bit more like his dad. I haven't figured it out yet, but he might have a little bit more of that entrepreneurial hustle. I took him to a, a sports card show two years ago. He was six and he was flinging it. So I was like, okay, he's got that street thing. And, um, you know, the reality is it's listening. You know, to me, preparing them for life is around self-esteem and self-awareness, right? You know, when you have a daughter, you want to make sure that she doesn't wrap her entire life into what society wants to push down, right? Your looks and all this. You know, I want to make sure that they're open. I'm an entrepreneur, but they don't need to be, right? I don't need them to be, you know, like daddy. And I'm really out there, right? Like, I'm sure you think about this as well. And anybody who's got any kind of like heat on them, you get older, you start thinking about how that impacts your children, like that pressure that, you know, a lot of us didn't have to come up with. Nobody knew who my parents were. And so I got to be who I was as a man. If my son's an entrepreneur, that's going to be challenging. You know, me at 16, if my dad was this kind of entrepreneur and out there like that, that's a whole different dynamic that I didn't have to deal with. So I'm going to be empathetic. I'm going to be compassionate. I want to do for them what my parents did for me, which is put me in the best position to succeed in what I'm about. This weekly opportunity with the New York Post excited me because not only do I get a chance to do a podcast with people that are really talented and successful like yourself, but also to write a column, mm. actually articulate what makes you tick. And for those that don't know, you're also a really accomplished author. And your first book, Crush It, did just that. So can you acknowledge some of the lessons that the people can get from checking out a couple of your books. So for everybody listening, you know, I, I don't need you to spend 13 bucks. Hit me up on Twitter at Gary VE. I'll do some surprise and send some out. I'm sure it's on some pirated website so you can get it for zero. If you read Crush It, which I wrote in 2008, it came out in 2009, it's scary, even for me. And I believe in myself like nobody's business, right? I do not lack confidence and belief, but it's scary 13 years later to think about how much all of that ended up being true. You know, Jalen, you and I have special peace in our hearts for each other because Andy Elkin, CAA, you know, I was talking mad game in 2009 to them when they signed me for the wine stuff, but I was like, no, I'm a businessman. They're like, no, just go do the food network. I'm like, nah, I'm going to be this guy. 
and I said something like, let me prove it to you on somebody who's not me. And obviously we got to work together to stand up your Twitter to that next level. So you really know, you know, people have been put on to me a little bit more in the last three, four years. You and I go way, way back. You already know that I really knew then, like really knew then. And so now the whole world's like that. And so, you know, yeah, that book for me is a, something I'm proud of. You know, it's funny. I've come to realize much like the, all the rappers I love, your first album's always a beast if you've got it because you had your whole life to write it. And how about the fact that having on and I get a chance to create a theme, you'll appreciate this one because the theme for this week's episode is if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. Mm, love. What are some of the areas that you feel listeners to take advantage or build for themselves during this very difficult time. You know, Jalen, I'm going to go back to a little bit to your childhood. And I obviously, because I'm a fan, know a little something, but obviously not 99% of it, like the real world. You grew up in an environment where as a child, it's impossible that this isn't the case. You had people in those circumstances spend all their time dwelling and complaining about the system, right? And they used it as their excuse to not put in the work. They were right. Like, let there be no confusion. There is systematic racism. By the way, I would rather be you. This is real talk now. You, Jalen, than my son. Here's why. You had the luxury of coming up and building your own thing, right? On your craft. My son, if he goes out and dominates as an entrepreneur his whole life, everyone's going to say that Gary Vee did it for him. Mm. Your dad put you on third and a half base. I'd be dead if that happened to me. Mm -hmm. You see where I'm going? So what's my answer? You can't control COVID. You can't control if the government's giving you a stimulus check or not. You can't control what your boss is doing. You can't control if it's going to snow. You can't control if a tree's going to fall on your car. You can't control almost everything. What you can control is what you do with it. I always say, if anybody's done it that looked like you, tell me what the complaints are. If somebody made it that looked like you, then it means it's possible. Doesn't mean this, the like... I was born in Russia. We lived in a studio apartment in Queens. Like my dad was never around because he worked every minute. Like I gave the first 12 years of my career to my parents to build their business. So I only started really at 34, not at 22. Like I'm just saying, why can't you be optimistic? Like why? Why are you not allowed? What am I saying everybody? Be practical. I'm not saying be delusional. Like I'm going to win the mega millions or it's going to be all right because God said so. And that's good too. I believe in faith. But I'm just saying you could do something about it. You could sit on LinkedIn for four hours tonight and message people and be like, I'm hungry. And one out of the 800 people says, come and intern for me. Like you could, but a lot of my friends would rather sit and play 2K, smoke a blunt and complain. So for me, when you ask me, what do I say to people? I go macro because I know there's a lot of different people listening, right? There's a lot of different things that everyone's dealing with. By the way, I think mental instability or the reverse Mental peace, no matter who you look like, is the greatest privilege. If you've got your mind right, black, green, and different girl, boy, alien, like you're winning if you've got that. Okay, so what about this? So what are some of the simple purchases that you've made to help you become more productive with work that you think people should consider investing in? If you can afford it, an admin. There are people right now in the press like on the cusp, right? They, make, they got a small little business and 
instead of spending 45,000 on a youngster to be their admin, they wanna take that home and buy another handbag or take a nicer trip to Miami. What they don't realize is if they made that investment for 45,000, they'd be so much more efficient three hours a day that they'll make 400,000 on that 45,000. And so I see a lot of people micromanage. So that's what, like it's funny where my brain went. Every, when you asked me that question, I went into things like my admin, my full-time trainer, because if I'm healthy and I'm sleeping right and I'm eating right, then I've got that energy to do this stuff that I'm doing, right? I think about technology, right? Don't be cheap. Get slack for your business or yourself. Pay that $10 a month for, you know, an extra piece of software that might, or a hundred bucks a month. Like people, a lot of people that, oh, I'm being very narrow here because we talked, I think, a little bit about workers and people on the come up. Now I'm going very narrow to what I would call small business micro entrepreneurship. You're just kind of coming on the come up. Most of them want the money for themselves. Most people, Jalen, you know this, want to be entrepreneurs because they want to buy a boat. (laughs) And I'm saying feed your business, not yourself at first. Stay hungrier a little bit longer. You know, the West End is okay this time. Ritz-Carlton's coming. You see where I'm going? Because then you can make the investments and now you're not having a $200,000 a year business. You have a $2 million business and now you're really eating. And so I would say people, believe it or not, is one of the things that I would spend money on. What is the number one skill that an entrepreneur should have? Conviction. It's hard, bro. It's super hard to have everything on your shoulders forever. If you don't have conviction, like, and honestly, it's the reason I answered that and would have not been my answer eight years ago. I have lost an incredible amount of money over the last decade investing in businesses because I didn't realize how much entrepreneurship was a talent because this thing all blew up. You know, when I was investing in Twitter, Facebook, those things, those people were entrepreneurs. But then this all got hot. You know that in the last 15 years, everyone listening. I kept investing because I was winning Uber. I was doing my thing. But I lost a lot because at the time, 2012, 13, 14, 15, I didn't realize that it wasn't just the horse, it was the jockey. The business was right. I was like, this is going to work. But I'm like, damn, I could build that business because I got a stomach. This is a very important insight that I think can help people. I, Gary Vaynerchuk, like to get punched in the mouth. So I still love the Jets and the Knicks so much, but I stopped cheering for the Yankees and the Rangers because they won and I stopped caring. I, it's why I jumped in early on the podcast and said, or your process. It's not just about the, for me, the reason I think I'm going to win the whole game is I love the game more than the trophies. Absolutely. And you're such a terrific motivational speaker. And I have to ask you this before I get you to go on in 60 seconds because I appreciate your time. Who motivates you and why? The number one person that motivates me is not a specific person, even though my mom and dad are crazy for me, straight up heroes. The person that motivates me is when I go through life and I see whether I make up the story in my mind because I'm driving and I'm in New York City and I'm at a light and I look at a 59-year-old woman carrying three bags and has two grandchildren, and I make up a story, right? Like life didn't like play it out so great. And this woman has grinded, mm. not a complaint, building optimism in those, t- these are stories I play, building optimism in these two kids, because back to what you said, I'm getting goosebumps now. I don't know if you can see this, mm. like straight up goosebumps, because she's telling these kids, you're gonna advance, you're gonna take the ball. That- This woman hasn't said a word, hasn't complained, hasn't blamed the mayor, hasn't blamed the president, hasn't said a word. She just did and put it head down. I admire that silent, 
To me, complaining, Jalen, is a disease. It doesn't mean you're, it's a disease. It doesn't mean you're not right. I tell my friends all the time, like, you're right, comma, now what? We don't hear those stories in Kansas of the guy who worked 13 years, saved all his money, set up his auto body shop and got wiped by the tornado, right? How is that fair? It's not. My question though, and this is not insensitive, this is love actually, is okay, cool, but what are we gonna do about it? To me, the people that inspire me are the ones who have it, who got dealt a three of hearts and a seven of clubs and didn't cry and worked it and won that hand by bluffing the system. Wow. But you asked, uh, you made an example I got to ask. You said a seven of clubs and a five of hearts. You play spades? Ask Chris Paul's mom how good I am at spades. <laughs> I, 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 rolled up, I rolled up to D. Wade's spades party at the NBA All-Star. And of course, you know what it is. They're like, this white boy. What they don't know is I went to Mount Ida College, which is 85% black. And my life was CeeLo and Spades for four fucking years. <laughs> and so I rolled in there and people got caught. And, and I'm pretty sure you, you liked the way I caught what you was putting down with that example on that card game. So before I let you get out of here, I like to do this rapid fire segment called Gone in 60 Seconds. Let's go. You are a diehard New York Jets fan. Besides Joe Namath, what legendary Jets player deserves a statue in front of MetLife Stadium? Altoon, my favorite player, smooth as ice. Like, I just love him so much. Most underrated Jet of all time, Altoon. Yeah, great hands, terrific receiver. You became famous on the internet for being known as the internet wine guy, as I mentioned earlier. Give me your number one wine no-no. Uh, number one wine no-no, putting ice mm. in your wine. Mm. Mm-hmm. I do that to make it sweet. It's a no-no, bro. It's a no-no. <laughs> Next family vacation, you're excited to take with the family. The National Sports Card Convention with my little guy in Chicago coming up this August. COVID, please work with me here. I need to take my little man there. What's an article of clothing every entrepreneur should invest in? A really fluffy, soft hoodie so when you're on the flight, you could put it over your eyes and go to sleep. Keep your hoodies on and your boots laced. And last but not least, and I really appreciate you for taking the time, my brother. Can't wait to catch up and play some spades and all of that. In honor of Black History Month, who was someone that you'd like to have dinner with? And what would you like to ask them? Jalen, do you know who Howard Bingham is? I do. So Howard Bingham is a gentleman who is the father of one of my best friends in the world, Mount Ida alum, Dustin Bingham. And Howard is, as you know, one of the true unsung heroes of the black community in his photography of Bill Cosby and and Ali and Malcolm X. You know, we were youngsters when I got to spend time with him in college and then everybody got busy and then unfortunately passed away. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated where it said, who's this man with Howard Bingham? You know, because everybody would say that about Muhammad Ali because Howard was by his side for all those years. The fact that I had this close proximity to him and because Dustin's one of my best friends in the world at my wedding, I talk to him every week. I would love the chance to really chop it up with him for three hours on some thoughtful that I wasn't able to do in my 20s. That would be my answer. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, my brother. Looking forward to catching up soon. Thank you. Last call. This is Last Call brought to you by Warner Brothers Pictures. 
Judas and the Black Messiah. This week's last call is about the importance of innovation. Innovation is the creation, development, and implementation of a new product, process, or service. A skill that's become very important in times like this. Today's guest inspires me, Gary V. He is a master of ingenuity, always creating innovative ways to market himself and his company. The first step I take when looking to create a new idea is discovering a problem. Next, I think of a solution. Then I try out my idea and see if it actually works. Then my favorite part is putting that idea out into the world and seeing how people feel about it. Always remember, innovation is seeing what everyone else has seen and thinking what nobody has thought. I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.